today on Growth Mindset University. Oh, he has a Rolex. Okay, great. Real wealthy people just look at you like, oh, you, you care about that junk? And then, and, then, and then people who don't have any money either want to rob you or they want to finagle something out of you. You're listening to Growth Mindset University, educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite. It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in, and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris. Welcome to episode number 208 of Growth Mindset University. Today's guest is a repeat guest, and he is Kevin Rudolph. Kevin is one of my favorite musicians. He was one of my childhood heroes. I remember being on the bus on the way to school as an 11-year-old in 2008, listening to Let It Rock, and then a couple of years later in 2010, listening to his album To The Sky, like songs like I Made It and big timer. I, you know, I hadn't yet made it and I was nowhere near a, a big timer. I was just a, a 13 year old kid having a rough time in, in middle school, but they were very aspirational songs. And that's what his songs are. They're very, they're very inspirational. And that's why I like his music. Even to this day, he's got so many great songs and he's still coming out with great music. And I have a ton of respect for the guy, somebody who creates music with meaning his songs give me hope. There's so many songs out there that I feel like the whole top 40 is just a, a disaster. And rather than try to even explain it, I think people have a good idea, but I'll sum it up in this quote from Confucius, of all people. If one should desire to know whether a kingdom is well-governed, if its morals are good or bad, the quality of its music will furnish the answer. And if you look at some of the top songs today and their lyrics... What do they say about our culture, our world? Anyhow, that's why one of the reasons I like Kevin. Kevin and I met up recently in Miami. We had lunch and we did a podcast and it was a really good time. I had a wonderful day with him. Very grateful that it, that it happened. Never imagined that as an 11-year-old listening to his music on the bus on the way to school that he'd be a friend and it's just a very cool thing for me. And I we had a really good conversation today, something unique, probably something that he hasn't talked about publicly before ever. And you can share this conversation with the link jordanparis.com slash EP208. That's jordanparis.com slash EP208. And now without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the very kind Kevin Rudolph. Hi, Kevin Rudolph 2.0. We're the, here. The beach uh, sessions here. We're here with the beach at the on uh, Miami Beach, really. Uh, mm -hmm. Beach right out there. Really rough day. Mm -hmm. uh, but but Kevin is is back on the podcast, and uh, I'm thrilled to have have met him today. Uh, really really cool coming full circle for me with with my childhood. I told you at lunch how uh, I I'd be on the bus uh, with my headphones in and my early generation iPod Touch listening to. Um, you know, let it rock, and then I made it a couple of years later, and big timer, and songs like that, and and they were very, it was very aspirational for me because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't, hadn't yet even been remotely close to making it. I was what, 12 years old, whatever. No, you made, and, it, you and, made it in your own way. And I was, I was like, as I was, I always like, I wanted to do 
big things, you know? I wanted mm -hmm. to really make it. And that song just played a huge role in, uh, in my, my childhood and, and my, my teen years. And uh, so I appreciate it. And it's cool to be here with you. Today. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. I, I, you know, aim to inspire. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and that was something that, uh, you know, and re-listening to our old conversation, that uh, that's really something that you try to do with your music to, to inspire other people to make some people feel a, something a certain way yeah and and I and we were talking at lunch about the state of music today and how uh, it's just I I have a very pessimistic view of it mm. in that it's all you know very it's all the same stuff it's like this lazy rap music that's mm -hmm. that just doesn't have any meaning and, and your music is, is still the music you put out today, the music that just gives me hope for songs with, I love with meaning and a message. I mean, what is, what's your take on, like, on music today? I, you know, I think it says a lot about our culture. I, I, think, think, it really does. I, I think it does. I think there's a lot of music, a lot of different music. I think there's pockets of different genres and styles that are speaking to different people and fan bases I think yes it's a lot of it's a lot of mumble rap and stuff like that which is um, again like we were talking about it's sort of a rebellion against maybe their parents who grew up on Biggie and Tupac and you know now that there's a different message being it's not even a different message just stylistically it's speaking there's something about the apathy I think is speaking to kids it's it's the really apathy. the apathy in in the music I think in the in the in the mumble rapper whatever you want to call it. I think there, there's an apathy. It's sort of like a punk rock apathy to it, but it's even lazier than that. So um, I think there's something rebellious in that. I think that kids are connecting to, they're not connecting to it for no reason. Um, I think a lot of it's cultural. Your friends like it. You go to a party, it's playing. It reminds you of an event or something at school or something that's happening socially in your world. So I think that's a big part of why music is successful and gets sort of ingrained and, and intertwined in, in in, in a culture or in a generation. Oh uh, yeah, once upon a time, I mean, your your song, uh, Let It Rock, was like playing everywhere in all the clubs, and I even heard it in a I heard it in a TV show yeah. uh, last summer, and it was yeah, it's, you know, and that was it got really ingrained in the culture. Yeah, it did, yeah. and that that was always one of my biggest dreams to be to have one of those songs, or hopefully many or a few of those songs that are someone is associating some important event in their life to whether it be the first time they whatever went on a date had sex went to their graduation whatever it may be something important you know that got them through something it sounds sort of corny to say but really that's the stuff that makes up life and if you can be a part of creating something yes. that someone else it's sort of like a um you know, not a goalpost, but like a some kind of landmark musically for for an event in someone else's life. To me, that's that's really cool because I have those songs, of course, that did that for me, and that I think back to, and that there's just nothing that can take that away. And that's the coolest thing about, I think, being a creative person and putting your work into the world. And I think that's why you want it to succeed. Sure, sure. You know, Kevin, I'm actually, you know, so so really what we're talking about now and your music and everything, I'm actually curious about going into your career as a young as a young person, probably my age, I don't know where you were when you were my age. 
I'm turning 23 next week, probably full blown making music. Where you're, yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, I, I was, where, I was, I was like, I had, I think I'd already gotten in and out of a record deal, right? By that time, yeah. Now, sure. now, you graduate high school. We talked about your high school experience actually in the in the last podcast. And Refer to podcast one for my high yeah jordanparis.com slash ep91 right. for that. <laughs> so college wasn't no wasn't I didn't thought. go I didn't go to college ever I yeah. told I told my my mom was pretty lenient and yeah, sort of ask. artsy and you know growing up in New York I was and gonna ask if she was, if your parents were supportive no of... they I I pretty much laid the you know laid down the law when I was like 12 and I started playing guitar and I was like look I'm not going to college okay so get it out of your head it's not happening you know, maybe now I think even college is sort of less seemingly important in terms oh, of, for sure. you know, leading a successful life. You know, we've, we're, we're indoctrinated with all the stories of Bill Gates dropped out and yes. this guy dropped out and whatever. But when that's, I, but that's too much. That's an extreme. That's, like, that's an not extreme. even real. Like yeah. those are horrible examples. No, they're they're bad. And, and by the way, most of those people they were already in, enrolled in college and they were accepted and they were already in the game. And then they something else. They created something else that uh, took yeah. it on its own life. Uh, and there was pretty, there was no reason to continue. I'm pretty yeah. sure Bill Gates had like millions of dollars in revenue when he dropped out. I'm pretty it's very, sure. It's very very possible. Yeah. But they had they had reasons to drop out. But I I, I just knew I was like I'm I'm I was like look I'm gonna be an outlaw. All right. I'm gonna be a musician. I'm gonna probably be like scrounging around in the clubs in the Lower East Side. This is me growing up in New York back in the day. And like I'm not gonna be an upstanding member of society. And I'm not going to college. It's not gonna happen. And I'm gonna be a musician. That's 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 what I got out of guitar. You know, that was that was that connection with my destiny or what what felt like my destiny at the yeah. time. So did you care yeah. if you uh, did you care if you made it or not, or were I don't you just like it doing it a, just because it was fun? I don't that's think what you it was. Do? I don't. I don't. I think when you're a kid, or at least when I was growing up, the making it part wasn't really there so much. It wasn't. It was. I wanted to find myself and be my own person. Do you know what I mean? It was a tool to do that. It wasn't like I want to have you know millions of dollars raining down upon me and and be photographed everywhere. It had nothing to do with that. And in fact, it was probably the opposite. I think I looked at the kids I knew who were in entertainment. You know, because I think you know, growing up in New York, there were some child actors and that I had right. known and models right, and dancers right, right. and things. You know, you're sort of exposed to that stuff. And I was like, oh, that's corny. I don't even want to be successful. Like, I, I was like, those, those kids are corny. They're like in movies and stuff. Like, I want to be in the lower, I want to be like scrounging around and, and playing guitar in, in, in a ratty club. This is me at, you know, 13, 14. I want to be in some like grimy club at three o'clock in the morning, you know, in a, playing in a band. That's what felt rebellious to me. That's what felt like I was charting my own course away from anything that was parental or society. You know, it was it was how, it was how I wanted to define myself. Yeah. It was certainly not tied to like a success program or any of any sure, kind. Sure, sure. Moving along, you eventually do find pretty good success, and I actually want to talk about dealing with. Dealing with fame because we were we just had an amazing conversation at lunch about some of uh, some of the pitfalls of of getting famous very quickly and and getting a lot of money very quickly and and some of the things that you uh, invested in and, and put your time into weren't really the most beneficial things. You look back and I mean I won't speak for you. So 2008 that's when Let It Rock came. Yeah, right? yeah. 2008 happens. 
when do you know that song is like huge? Is there like a moment? I think I think the the first it comes in waves, you know. It's not like a one moment. It's it's a one moment. It's like whoa, this is gonna go, and then maybe two months later, you're like, this is going, and then three months later after that, you're like, this is big. Damn. So I think the first the first sign of that was, you know, Wayne Lil Wayne had gotten on on the record, and there was a sense of whoa, I've this he's he's the biggest rapper in the world. And, and especially at that time, dude. Yeah, and and, no he, and he's on it. So yeah. I, I thought this is this is going to get hurt. How did you even how did you even get connected to him? Well, I was I was signed to Cash Money Records, so you know, in the process of sort of building that relationship with Slim and Baby, we talked about what the first single would be, what we we're going to drop first, and Slim wanted to put out Let It Rock first. That was and, that was and, your first and, single with yeah, that record. Yeah. Wow. And and it felt like. <sighs> You know, it was kind of the the Wayne thing was almost it was just in the air. You know, it was like let's let's go, let's get Wayne on this, let's do this. You know, he, from him and me. From it was just in the air. There was no reason not to. We yeah. we wanted to. You know what I mean? I was even. I'll tell you what, man. Even even when I thought we were gonna put out other songs, I was taking acapellas of his from earlier records and putting them on to show. To show him and to show Slim, like this, this is this combination is gonna work. This is gonna be cool. This is gonna be a cool thing to have Wayne on here. Like this is gonna be a good look for for everyone, and and it's gonna just artistically gonna be cool. So once that happened, I think the next the next plateau moment or the next phase, you know, phase of this is gonna work was at the Let It Rock video shoot. And I didn't know anything about radio at the time or how it worked or how Top 40 radio worked. It was honestly the last thing on my mind. I wasn't thinking, I was thinking this is like an alternative record or some kind of underground thing. I know it, it sounds weird to say because people know it is such a big sort of anthem. Some people think of it as like a sports anthem or a big pop record, but what? it really, Let It Rock, let it, rock. Yeah, it, yeah. it really was to me. It's my anthem. To me, it was it was very like grimy and, yeah. and and I'm talking about weird shit and I'm not talking I'm not I'm not talking about girls and clubs and bullshit. I'm talking about like real stuff and a lot right. of biblical references right. and yes. things like that. I remember that from last time. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, it, it kind of got misinterpreted in a way. It, it it's it's, it's <laughs> totally misinterpreted. I mean, you know, not in the worst way, but but not, definitely in a way that I didn't yeah. intend. So I think it was one of the people from Cash Money. It was um, like one of the, the business manager guy over there. He came up to me in front of everyone at the uh, at the video shoot, and he said, "Yo, we got Z100 and Kiss in LA. Well, this is gonna go." It's like we don't get those stations like early on like that. And I was like, "Whoa!" And yeah. it, it was sort of from left field because now I would know what that means and. And think, whoa, that's amazing! Like, I, uh, God, like they're so hard to get. And I wasn't thinking they're hard to get. I didn't know how hard it was to get anything. I was just, I was, I was a focused bit naive on. Well, I was focused, yeah, but in in the best way. Yes, you know, in the best course. way, because you. You're just creating art. Well, the thing, yeah, you're creating art, and you don't want to think about those things because then you start thinking about the odds. Oh, it's so hard, and they're trying to get this, and they can't get yeah. that, and then, you know, like. Well, that's the other thing you were talking about too at lunch. Is like you try to make a hit. Try to do it for commerce, and it's actually—it's just going to fall it, flat. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. It, it, you can try, and and maybe you know if you if you get all the right elements and everything works out, and you have enough people touching it, and and maybe that can work. But for, in my experience, what's worked best for me is is I just make 
what I want to express. At this point, are you, before it takes off, are you, in a way, a starving artist? Are you like, are you like barely getting by? I, yeah, I was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was pretty much barely getting by until, until we finished that deal. But when we were doing that video shoot around that time, I think it was maybe a week before, I had finally gotten like a check from them that like I knew I was good for a little bit. But before that, I was, you know, I, I always have a sort of a knack for like, you know, taking, you know, rubbing a few coins together to kind of, you know, always find like some sick deal at like some, like there's this building and like da 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 and the owner wants to get out. So he's like going to like lease it for like two weeks and da da da. And do, you know, I was always finding little like kind of like hack-ish type stuff, you know, where you could kind of like live in a cool way, but cheap, you know. Um, but, um, but I was definitely like, I got to make some shit happen here. Like this, I need to hit record. Like I, I, like life needs to change. And you know, there's something that I think that, that mobilizes in you. And this goes Wait, back. 24? Yeah, about that. 25? Yeah, about that. And, and I think there's something that mobilizes in you where you kind of go, I got to make some shit happen. Like you, your brain just kind of gives you directions. Yes. Like do, like this has to happen. You need to go. And that's the funny thing because we talk about that art and commerce thing, and you know, writing it, you know, thinking you want to write a hit versus versus not, and it's a different kind of chasing the hit. It's a it's a more primal approach where you're like, you know, you feel like I need to get, like you're stuck and you, I need to get out. I you get know? it. And that's a different thing than like, oh my god, I really want to write a hit, you know. Right. And, like Dude, I, I get it, man. Like, and uh, as I narcissistically jump in, since we last talked on, our, or at least on our first podcast, what was that? Probably March or April of 2019. Like year, yeah. And um, in the past year and a half, I I felt that like I was I was pushed up against the wall a little bit uh, financially, actually, and I I didn't some but something in March and April of 2020 took over me and just went like, just did all the right things. Everything came together. Yeah. And now I'm at a, at a place that's just like, every day I'm like, thank you. Like yeah. I literally just, the word gratitude comes in my head well, all it makes, the time. And listen, it makes you wonder what if you felt like that all the time, that kind of drive, right, right, you know? Right. People yeah. who are super achievers probably feel that way all the time to, to, to go to those heights. This, this necessity. Necessity to make, to, to make it happen, you know. You sort of How like bad do you want it? right. You kind of got yourself out of a corner, and you're like, I'm good now. I'm eating lunch. Everything's lovely. Sun is shining fine. But you think about someone like a, an Elon Musk or someone who's just constantly pushing for progress and and for you know the future to happen now. Basically, you know, what is someone like that driven driven by? Yes, and interesting you mentioned that, like, oh, when things are all good, having having lunch, sunshine, and yeah, you know, everything's well. you're fine. Yeah, I, and and Coast. the reason you're coasting. Yeah, the reason I got to that place in in March and April, I I knew it the whole way. I was I was telling like I'm too comfortable right now. But it got to it, it got to a point where like I was gonna need or at least want a little bit more than that. I I, I decided at some point that this is no longer acceptable. Right. I decided it was no longer comfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's, that's. And I needed level. to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 cool that we uh, that a lot of things that happen in your career. Yeah. You you, that way you tend to kind of you know we're 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 sort of very uh, primal creatures in a way, and when we need to get in or out of something, or we really we really are clear in what we want and and know exactly what that is. Yeah. 
we tend to get it sort of easier than you might think. You know, it's, it's sort of the waffling and indecision and lack of clarity so many times. When people tell you that they're having trouble achieving their goal, usually they're just having trouble figuring out what it is they really want. It's not the how to get there so much, because when you really know what it is, you can kind of get there sort of quicker than you than you thought, you know, and, and it sounds sort of yes, contrary I, I to, you know, hard work, and it is hard work, but but it, a lot of it, so much of it is just clarity, and then the focus. Up here. Yeah. Mindset. The yeah. Time, yeah, the times that I was sort of like feeling unsuccessful or whatever, it's usually just you don't know what you want. You're not, you're not clear on it. Mm. So, okay, this, this song, it's really starting to pick up. You said too, uh, somebody told me today that I had no idea about with the record, they hold the, the checks for like nine months and then, or something like that. No, we were, we were talking, no we're, what we are talking about is how when you have a hit song, you, you yeah. really, you know, you don't like wake up to a pile of money in your bank account. Right, 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 right. It, ta- it takes sometimes years to oh come in, God. you know, over time, but nothing is happening tomorrow, you know, yeah. and you don't know what, what's going to come in or not, yeah. So... So you had this hit song, but you still didn't have the gigantic load of cash that was going to come from that song. No, nobody does. Nobody uh-huh. does. You know what I mean? Not really. I mean, there's, I'm sure, ways to get advances and things Are like that. Are you, like, that, going crazy at that point, or, no, or did you not care? No, it's, it's not, because it, it, I didn't know what I would get anyway. I was oh, just okay. happy. It wasn't about money. It was about the fun of getting to live the life that comes with having a hit record. Right. That's what was fun. It wasn't. I'm gonna go out and you know acquire some thing. It was it was really like look what look what's happening every day. Look what's happening when the phone is ringing. People are hey, do you want to have the song in this movie? Hey, do you want to go here? Hey, do you want to come do a show here? I mean you know you're you're in a flow of like a lot of really fun stuff happening. So yeah. I don't you're not even thinking about that stuff. I wasn't. Yeah. Well, what are some of the of all this stuff starting to happen, what are some of the, the pitfalls that you experienced along the way? Well, I think, you know, I think a lot of people talk about how to get there or how to get to the other side of the river, whatever you, bridge, whatever you want to call it, being, you know, and, there, then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then managing it in, in a way, I don't, I'm not talking even from a business perspective, but, I'm, you know, I was actually watching uh, Ethan Hawke, He's, in, he's a great actor, and he has this series or something on YouTube of very meaningful, I don't know, they're not monologues. He's just talking about fame. He's talking about yes. career. He's talking about spirituality, art, commerce, what all, all the same stuff we're talking about, and um, very insightful stuff. And he, he, he says that you kind of have to know what you want when the wheels start moving because success is, I think he says success is sort of like grease. It's like it greases the wheels. So if you have something you want to do, in his case a film you wanted to make, in my case a song or you know, someone I wanted to produce or a place I wanted to tour, whatever it may be, things are in motion. People want to give you opportunities and money and things to, 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 you know, to do things. He said, but if you don't, if, he says, if you don't know what you want, though, you just, you're just in a vat of grease. Ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So it's funny, and, and it's like you, you, you do have opportunities to do different things, and if you haven't sort of thought past what you want to achieve, I think a lot of the, 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 the one-hit wonder dream is I want to be famous, I want a song, I want to, and then you don't know kind of where like you want to yeah. build from there. Did you and feel I, that way? 
I, I did because it was almost so hard just to get from A to B that I, I hadn't really planned out C, D, and, and the rest of it um, after. But I did want to be more behind the scenes. It was a lot of like grueling travel, and it was like, oh my God, I could be in the studio. And so I was sort of bouncing between touring and, and producing. And, and um, was it ever annoying being quote-unquote famous like was it I, mean, I wasn't that I wasn't like Kim Kardashian you know yes. where I couldn't right. walk down the street yeah. I had a very very pleasant I would say a pleasant uh, comfortable uh, level of recognition where people maybe come up to you a few times a day to take a picture nothing you know the paparazzi weren't like banging down my door and like chasing me through right. tunnels or anything right, right, like right. that I mean I'm you know I'm pretty self-aware and that was never happening yeah um, and I also sort of felt like I was an, an outlier in, in the famous world, you know, we were doing shows with Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and doing all these radio tours and they were getting, you know, the song, the musically, we were almost, we were sort of just both having our first and second hit records and they were getting wildly more famous than I was. Um, I think it's a lot of things. I think I think they were sort of probably more appealing to the media as a star. You know, I mean, like I was sort of like a behind the scenes, like you know, like rock dude, studio guy person, and like you know, Katy Perry's coming out with like you know, whatever a lollipop on her head, and and that's you know, and Lady Gaga's coming out wearing a dress with made out right. of meat so right. so so no and and to their credit they use the system yes. really well to to continue to build on that attention you know I just I maybe didn't have it in me the same way uh, um, to to kind of want to foster that kind of attention and hold it and and maybe be quite that visible in the world you know yes. and also and who knows? I mean, business and timing and all kinds of other things. But those are the clearest reasons to me. Well, tell me about uh, your experience with things and the we the, talking the about, objects yeah. that 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 we all so many people want to acquire. Yeah. You know, so many so many young people are like, I want to have a Ferrari, a, a Lamborghini, and this, and a Rolls Royce, and that, and I want all these things. And, and you, you were telling me, you really opened up at lunch, like, the part that shocked me the most, you were like, talking about these two Ferrari Californias, and then you were like, oh, I bought this BMW, and then I sold it two weeks later, and that, I was like, oh my God, what, two, I can't imagine buying a car and selling it two weeks later, like, just because, you said, I didn't like it. Well, you <laughs> what did know, you learn from this whole experience? You know, it's so, it, you're, you're, you're sort of moving in a different circle. You're hanging out yeah. with different people who are also doing the same thing. So it doesn't seem so, so unnatural, you know. I'm sure there's maybe you might buy a new pair of sneakers and some other kid like worked two summers to get the same sneakers. And you're like, I'm not wearing them anymore. Oh, so it's yeah, all relative. Yeah. And True. then Right. True. And there's then, levels to this right, game. There's yeah. levels. And then you have... You know, you have someone who's extraordinarily wealthy and looking down at you like a car. Like I make that, like that's like lunch to me. A super you know, yacht. well, now or, or not even, or just like, it, like those are just such such you know finite objects sure. to somebody who's makes you know maybe they're making a million dollars a day. I mean, or more. Mm. So so it doesn't it, it it's all it's all relative and um, 
you know, I, I think just the, the object of the game at whatever your level you're at is, is to just be free. So if it brings you joy and lifts you up and pushes you forward, and then that's fine. But if it's something that makes you feel entangled or now you have to do a project or a thing or a job that you don't like in order to support that life, now you're trapped. Right. You're a slave so so it. it just becomes, are they tools of freedom or are they tools of entrapment? Same thing, you know, we talked about this with the house thing, with the house owners. I find like owning a house to be a huge headache. Some people love it. They go to Home Depot and they want to fix their roof. I find it to be something that just drags me down and like I can't create because I'm like thinking about the house and the roof and the thing and the whatever. Yes. It's different for everybody. Some people, everybody's different. But to me, the name of the game is to stay free and to be creative and to keep yourself in a place where you can work on the things that you want and you believe in. Because that's what you do when you're a kid because you don't have anything weighing you down. You don't have any. Right, right. So you don't have any expenses, and you don't have anything. You're not tied to anything because you don't have anything. You know what I mean? You're not maintaining anything. You're not insuring anything. You're not cleaning anything. You're not needing to fix something in order to sell it to get your money back to buy something else. Right. You know, this is that sort of the 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 web. I think I remember reading like some article years ago, like you know some band and they had their first big hit album and they were like living in the street and they have this huge album and then suddenly like like their wife's interior decorators like calling and going hey so what 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 should the curtains be like you know you can't write a song like when you're thinking about what kind of curtains in your vacation home i mean that's that's all fine there's nothing wrong with any of that but i i think the the key is to just stay in your most creative uh, place where you can focus on doing the things that you believe in and sure. and love the most because Man, you get you get in that game, and you don't realize you're in the game. You're doing things to support the right. the house and to keep Whoa. the lifestyle going. Because if you if you leave the lifestyle, then all the people you work with, yeah. they're like, oh, he's falling off. And then, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people think of the rat race as like a corporate sort of thing. But exactly, this, you're just, you were just in an amplified, race. a bigger rat race, a different. It took a different form. Well, yeah, it's yeah. that it's that upper class, upper middle class. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not. Yeah, I know it sounds like you know, it's not the Jones, the, the the keeping up with the Joneses, where you imagine every house to look the same, and like, oh, my kids going to the same school, and there's that too. But then there's that thing of like, oh, you 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 selling your Ferrari is something wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a whole uh, that's a whole other world. But but it's all relative, man. For it's fun. Relative. For fun. Some of the cars you had were. I mean, I and had your favorite. I, I had two Ferraris. I had a vintage Rolls Royce. I had vintage as in what, like seventy? No, or? in mid eighties. Okay. The Corniche cool. convertible. I was always that one that I wanted. Nice. And then that lasted like three months because I, you know, actually ended up trading that back in for another Ferrari, which a very un uneven trade, by the way, that required a lot more. Um, Cash yeah, but that was sort of like a fun thing. I mean, I've had, you know, Mercedes, Jaguar, or BMW, I mean, you know, all of it, you know, but over time, I didn't, it's not like I had a fleet of 17 cars. I wasn't like stupid with it, but you know, you have these dreams as a kid and you want to, you want that symbol of the dream. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. You should do it. You should do it. But you, but you should realize that once you do it, it's a very quick Buzz that that goes away quickly, and the, that's not that's not. I'm not saying don't do it. Do it. Do it, and then realize it's buzz, and then move on, and then move on. So to me, it's like I, the things that excite me now are 
are creative tools, you know, things that I can use to express myself to make things that I want to make. That's that's more much more exciting. Because the thing is, you realize like nobody really cares. You know, you think you're going to show up in a Ferrari and like everyone's going to look and I'm going to be the nobody man. Nobody actually cares what kind of car they you don't drive. care. They, <laughs> no one cares. I remember okay. when I when I got the first when I got the Ferrari in L.A. and I'm thinking, you know, in your mind, you think people are going to be like, you know, you're like the Beatles or something like that. People are going to be swarming around your car, going wanting your autograph because uh -huh. you. No one freaking cares. You got a big son, they don't. Got a they nice don't car. care, and it's like, wow, what a waste. In a way, sucks. too, I think about <laughs> I think about cars. In, yeah. and 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 clothes and watches and all this stuff that people acquire it can sometimes in some cases signify somebody's level of neediness neediness for attention and approval and and uh, validation well of course it does that's it why you're getting it right. otherwise you wouldn't you don't see bill gates with that stuff you know who he is true <laughs> do you yeah. oh he has a rolex okay great i mean so nobody cares about the thing, the, the, that's the thing, I was actually watching this guy talk about it on something. Um, real wealthy people just look at you like, oh, you, you care about that junk? And then, and, then, True. and then people who don't have any money either want to rob you or they want you to like, they want to finagle something out of you. Like, you're, you, you finesse either you. finesse you, whatever it may be, you know, and then and the people who may have the same stuff are like, then you're just sort of in weird, weird competition with yes. them. So it's like on all accounts, it sort of doesn't really benefit you in any way. Um, but you should right. do it to have done it if you if that's what that's what drives you. But I if that's an itch. If uh, that's an itch, then you have it. to scratch. But but I think you know be smart enough to move on quickly and realize that that's not really the name of the game. And and I, I think I think the freedom to do what you want to work on what you want every day is the success. Because yes. there's a lot of people who make tons of money and they hate what they're doing. Yes. So that's not really success, is it? That's just you have you're on a like a high-paying treadmill. Yes, I I agree, man. I want to like turn the conversation to because we were talking about how so almost everything we do is like for money. So much of what we do is just to get money. And what is money? It's like it's it has this like. This, this well, value that we so attach much. to it. It's connected to right. survival. It's connected but, to status. Yeah, it's connected yeah, yeah. to moving forward. You know, there's but so much. How do we, how do we get out of the being a slave to it and and start living this freedom lifestyle? Even if say, because look, there's a lot of there's a lot of people my age, 22, sure. 21, 23, 26 that listen to this that that don't have. They see like, oh, I have to, I you know, I have to work. My, I, I just, I mm -hmm. have to make this money to pay the bills. I've, and there's more to life than just paying bills. You know what I mean? There's but it's hard be. to tell someone yeah. who's who's in that situation who maybe has and nothing wrong with it, a serving job or a corporate job. There's nothing nothing wrong with it. It's hard to tell someone that. How do we how do we transition into the freedom lifestyle? I think the best thing to do for for a young person is to to read to read different if it's biographies, if it's self-help stuff, if it's financial uh, information, there's obviously a ton of people talking about it on YouTube that you can just watch for free and you can get so much information and so many perspectives and see what resonates with you. I understand, you know, getting out of that survival mentality, but there is a lot of information and you just have to figure out how to make it work for you what 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 and not to get too spiritual about it but a lot of it is just a mindset 
And if you have the wrong mindset, it doesn't matter what you do. And if you have the right mindset, it doesn't matter what you do. It'll work out. So, so there's so much to it. And I, I wish I could recommend one thing or one book. book yeah. But you've just got to get out there into the world of information. Yeah. And, and if you believe that there's a way out, then there is. Yeah. Uh, there's no formula. And I know it's, it's not a, a sexy answer, but I, I often say something similar like i people ask me how do you, how, how you do this how do you do that how? i'm just like every single thing in my life today and the and where it's going and where it's where everything i'm going to have 60 years from now where i'm going to be it all stems from reading my decision That's to true. start reading when i was 17 when i was a junior in high school i read tony robbins awaken the giant within and then I read The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Really good book, by the way. Yeah, I've read it. You know, yes, yes. Yeah. We've read a lot of the same books. Yeah. You've read a Four lot of Robert Mans. Greene's yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, what, have you read all his books? I, I haven't read The 50th Law. I think I've read every I, other book. I, I have read it, actually. Ah. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's a little, it's like more of the, e, the easier yes. to tackle because it's just smaller. Oh, of course you've read that because music and... and well, and, no, yeah. it's not. Of course, you know, I, I, well, I actually I happen to love that book because... He talks about radical reinvention in that book, and it resonated with me because I, I, it reminded me of being in junior high and where you just sort of have that ability to go to a new school and just shift your complete identity, realizing that you can do that in the outside world. Yes. You know, the world loves to, it, it, the world in a way, especially in the entertainment, is sort of like one big high school. You know, everyone sort of knows you as that one thing and the thing and you, what you're capable of and what you're not. And the thing is you can flip anything in any business, in, any, in anything. You can literally just say, I'm a different person now. Yeah. And, and that's what I loved about that book because it gives well, you... Where did you read that? Because you've really reinvented your career in a way. Um, I, 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 I actually read it about... I think about two years ago, okay. but but it, I, I tend to kind of read books in chunks. You know, I don't often sit there, which is probably not the way Robert and Gre Robert Green intended. But I tend to I tend to like I'll read a couple chapters and then I'll have it on my you know nightstand and pick it up and finish a few later and just you know sort of when it speaks to me, I'm looking for something that I have the answer to that I'm finding through the book. That's how I look at it when I'm reading. Oftentimes, so I feel like if it, if it's if it's speaking to me and it's giving me what I need, I keep going, and sometimes I'll put it away. But I did read that about two years ago. When did you When did you become a reader? Oh, I about started reading when I was like thirteen or fourteen. And you kept and you. Did you I keep was. It up? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I I go through phases. You know, I haven't read in a little bit, but uh, but I do. I, I I'm. It's usually somewhere between the biography, but most usually self help stuff. Meditation. I was reading meditation books when I was like thirteen. I wanted to learn how to meditate. I wanted to learn how to access power of some kind. I was always looking sure. for the mind over the over matter, you know. You know what I feel like is giving me a superpower? Two books, The Laws of Human Nature and The 48 Laws of Power. Yeah. Have you read one or both I, of those? I have read The 48 Laws of Power. I have not. I've read it's pieces, the, pieces the of The Laws of Yeah, I've read pieces of it. I haven't delved in. You know, Dude, I think it's his best work. You got I, it. I, I know. I, I got a challenge you to read that. I know. It's, I know. I, I I read some of it. It's it's interesting because his work has it sort of has two sides for me. One of it's very inspirational, and one of it's sort of I feel resigned in a way, not from his perspective, but the way it speaks to me. In that, it almost feels like this is how people are. You know what I mean? 
and you can accept it, you can work with it, or you can deny it. But there's something resigned about that, I think, which sort of conflicts with the idealist in me at times, but ends up often being true. And he's, he's you know, that's the thing is there's a lot of, a lot of just hardcore reality in his books. And that's, that's what I also I love about it. So it's, it's both sides of it. Yes, certainly. Well, man, I, I love this. You know, we've been talking about uh, freedom and, and reading and the, the rat race and just, uh, and just not falling for maybe those superficial things in life, like the cars Don't. and stuff like that. Don't. Yeah. It doesn't make you anything. And, 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 if, and, if you think, and if anyone thinks it does, then they're delusional. Yeah. And so don't even fall into that trap. Because it's just, you're, you're going to go in a circle. You know, being just being happy with who you are, liking, you know, sort of like happiness is so internal. And if I think about some of even the happier times that I was in or versus the less happy times, it's usually just I liked what was going on in my own head. You know, right. when you like what, know, man. when you kind of like the movie in your head, you like the story that's sort of playing out, that kind of equals happiness. Yeah. And then there are other times when the outside looked a lot better and the inside wasn't so great. I was sort of focusing on, you know, maybe the problems with a new level of success or whatever. You know, you sort of to think you're just going to be floating on a cloud. But it's yeah. like, I'm like, ah, the thing and the guy and totally. the thing and the guy screwing me and the this and the, you know, you get into that kind of. Kind of it's, mentality. Not always, it's not always what it seems on the outside. Things may be, look objectively no, good, so, but, right. but and, and I. I w it was maddening for me, you know, over the years, like things, uh, even even in my life, I mean, you've experienced this much more, I, I, I know, but just, I look to, I'm, up here is like miserable, and I look to like everything in my life, and I'm like, why am I feeling this way? I have no excuse to feel well, this way. Well, you're feeling that way because of the, the story you're telling yourself, yes. of this, you know, we, we have an internal life going on, we have a movie going on in our own mind, and when we like that movie, that's going on inside. Everything's cool. You don't need. Nothing needs to happen. You're 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 fine. It's it's often when you don't like what's going on inside that you're looking to make a change on the outside. But the irony is that if you can make the change on the inside and change that what's going on the the movie or the script or the the work you know whatever is going on in the inner dialogue, you'll feel better and most likely your your outside reality will get will get better too. Well, I have a. Look, this has been this has been so much fun. I've I've just enjoyed our day together. Like this has been awesome. Yeah, man. And I will ask you a few wrap up questions uh, before I get to that again. If you're looking for someone to, something to listen to next, listeners of Growth Mindset University, you can listen to JordanParis.com/ep91 for my first episode with Kevin. We talked about the the meaning behind a lot of his music and the the lyrical meanings and and the the message and and. Uh, it's, it, inspiration the inspiration in his music and i enjoyed that conversation also jordanparis.com slash ep177 for uh, my conversation with robert green about the laws of human nature you can check that out as well kevin a couple of questions here i have on my paper uh, what is in the last 20 years of your your career so to say when things have really happened so i guess since 2000 the turn of the century. Yeah, what's the greatest lesson you've learned this century? <laughs> Can you think of any one thing? I know it's a hard question. I hate getting questions like this myself, but. 
Well, there's so many. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and I'm still learning, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm in, I'm still in the school of, of life. Uh, he's, he's, Kevin is very much enrolled. I'm very much enrolled in the university. <laughs> God, there's so many. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of them sound like cliches, but choose what feels good to you. Make choices that feel if, good to you. Even if that thing isn't necessarily Even if something doesn't seem like it's, well, I don't mean like in a, you know, like don't like wake up doing heroin and, you know, on the <laughs> shriek because you're going to get like so some quick that. fix. That's not what I mean. I just mean, you know, the basic stuff. Follow your heart. Follow your dream because you, you don't know where that's going to lead and it'll probably lead somewhere much more special than when you do the thing that you think is going to succeed or those kind of things. Those are like basic bullet point things. I think put time into your craft if you have one. You know, you can continually improve. You have the control. You know, we look at all the things, especially in entertainment, if you're listening and you're like a musician or an actor or something, you always think you're waiting for the world to say yes, but you're not. You're actually, you're in control of that process. So you can always improve, you can always create, you know. The world is just... You don't need it, permission. No, you know, and, and you don't need the world to say you're ready or yes or you're a star or you're great or you're not. None of those things matter. So you should always work on your craft and always create and keep creating. If you're a creative person, all you have to do to create, you know, to be happy is just to be creative every day. Oh, there's so many things, man. I yeah, mean, yeah. There's a million to be free. Yeah, you know, no, there's, there's so much. There's yeah. so much. I can't even, like, so, begin. But well, my next one, a lot. My next one now looks to the future. What is... You're going to be like 76 at this time, or something like that, over the next 40 years. <laughs> I, I, I would, you would assume, especially with all uh, we'll the advances in technology. Yeah. But you never know. Never know. What is your goal over the next 40 years? Do you have any? Do you think about that? Or are you just enjoying today? You know, it's it, it's, a, it's a great question. I won't say I have specific goals as in I want to be, you know, uh, on the spaceship to Mars yes. and and uh, you know cure. Whatever, but um, I think it's more of like a, a process goal and the process, I want to keep being creative. I want to keep, I want to write. I want to make a film one day. I want to continue to make music. I want to do things that are inspiring to me and hopefully other people. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very, but that also might, you know, that might get more sort of solidified in different you know, years than now where it's sort of like a general direction. Yes. Well, before I ask my, my final question that I ask everyone, but I, for some reason, I actually didn't ask you this final question last time. I don't know why. Uh, I want to make sure people can, I mean, you've been putting out uh, a lot of new music, a lot of new singles lately. Uh, if you just look up, obviously, Kevin Rudolph on um, Spotify, on Spotify yeah, yeah. and Apple Any. Music mm -hmm. and uh, even YouTube. Uh, you're going to see a lot of his new music. What's well, called Introvert's Anthem. That's what it's yeah. called, right? I like that song. Thank you, man. That's, that's one of your newest ones. Yeah. It came out in 2020, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so check that stuff out. And, man, Kevin, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Thank you for having just, me on again. Yeah, just it's thank fun. you. So my final question, if you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? Wow. God. You know, part of it, I think, would be, it would, I think it would be twofold. One would be sort of spiritual self-awareness, development stuff. And the other part would be, like, called basic shit. 
<laughs> and the, and the okay. basic shit would be learn how to fucking cook. Yeah, yeah. Learn yeah. how to cook. If you can cook, you can feel like, and you have food, you can feed yourself. Yeah. I'm shocked people don't know. I'm not saying I'm a five star chef, but like you should be able to cook. I'm so, I agree. Uh, you should be able to. It's a key to a healthy lifestyle, too, man. Yeah, you should be able to cook, and then you should be able to. There should be some kind of basic financial course where you figure out how to, you know, whatever it may be, get a credit card, write a check, um, how money works, those things. But like those are the two sustainable things. So you'd have your lofty spiritual side of things and you'd have your like how to survive in the world stuff. Like basically, you know, and it doesn't even have to be just that. It could be just basic survival skills. When I don't mean necessarily pitch a tent in the wild, but I mean like modern day survival stuff. How to manage your life, how to cook, how to do basic stuff yeah. that most people honestly fuck up and because they do, they end up in like a lot of a lot of troubled, problematic situations. How to manage relationships, how to be a friend, or you know, s silly stuff, silly basic stuff. Relationships, money, food. Kevin Rudolph, you're the man. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com slash course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.